0: Well, we're off to an interesting start for the year with the markets, the loony and oil continuing their slide. It impacts all of us through the Canada pension, grocery bills. People are really talking about that right now, feeling the pinch and overall economic growth. And with more on this, I'm joined by the host of Canada's top rated financial show, Money Talks, Michael Campbell. And Michael, oh man, you know, I was talking about this yesterday on my show, heading south of the border soon. You've been predicting this with the Loony going down and oil for the past couple of years, but are you surprised by it? we just keep seeing the slide?
1: Yeah, I think what we're seeing, Linda, is that how weak it is, because uh, I've been saying, as you say, for the last couple of years, oil's target for me was 32 to $34. That's the low it hit, you know, at the depth of the subprime crisis in December of 2008. And uh, technically, when you, uh, I about when you look at charts and all that stuff, if it breaks that level, it's going to go to a brand new one below. Kind of think of it like an apartment building, and it hits down the floor. You're on the second floor. It hits that floor. When it goes Through that, now you're back to the first floor. Same thing with the Looney Pass, 70 cents. Yeah, we're looking for new levels right now. And uh, I was surprised by how easily it went through those uh, levels. You know, the cliche goes like a hot knife through butter. Well, that's what it was. So now it remains to be seen what that new level will be.
0: Yeah, and it's scary too. I was reading uh, in one of the newspapers today some top forecaster with the Canadian dollar saying, "Hey, don't be surprised if it gets to fifty nine cents U.S. by the end of the year." Uh, yikes! I hope not. You say a lot of people are starting to say we're at the bottom. We're near the bottom. Well,
1: a couple of quick things. When you get a strong move like this, and it wouldn't matter if it was on the upside. If you recall, when oil went uh, to about one hundred and forty dollars, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're reading it's going to four hundred. This is really typical. You know, I, I want to know where these people were on the down move. I mean, it doesn't do me much good now to have, have someone tell me that the is going to drop. No, where were you when it was at 90 cents or a dollar or a dollar three? So if you didn't call that move and you're in the analytical community, that tells me your methodology wasn't in tune with the market. So I don't really care what you've got to say now. I'll listen to people who have got this move on the way down because, again, it tells me how they approach the markets is in sync with what's going on. But if it's really typical to start hearing these really kind of uh, extreme forecasts. Now, I must say, given that, on Money Talks, our forecast is $0.55. Cents. You know, it gets below 70 and over, but it would take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some fundamental changes, but the number one thing we've got to remember is we're not only talking about the Canadian dollar, we're talking about the U.S. dollar. Money continues to flow in to the U.S. dollar, so relatively speaking, we drop. And that's why, and I'm pleased to say, I mean, go back and listen to the interview uh, for this show on December 30th. And I think I made it very clear that, number one, China was going to rear its head real soon. Number two was, though big story was going to be the strength of the U.S. dollar, and that's related to things. and just shows how many variables are involved to the refugee crisis mm-hmm. in Europe. I can tell you right now, if the heat keeps getting turned up in Germany, Angela Merkel is forced to step down or damages her government, that'll create a level of uncertainty that'll force more money into the U.S., and relatively speaking, will drop. But I don't see any sign of a bottom yet. You can get these exhaustion moves where you get a reaction, you know, a correction. But I still see the dynamics in place. You know, in oil, for example, we're still getting reports of even increased supply and lower demand. Well, that's certainly not a recipe for a bottom.
0: Oh, man, 2016 is going to be ugly. Uh, We were talking about the loony sliding yesterday. A lot of people complaining about seeing higher prices at the grocery store. I was complaining and others about uh, the travel costs of heading south of the border, but uh, what other implications should we be keeping an eye on?
1: Well, if you look at a drop in, uh, the currency, a little more like a tax increase, like for example, I'm going to pay the, the same amount of groceries, but there's an extra surtax kind of taxed on, uh, tacked onto it. Presto, I don't have that money to spend in the overall economy. You know, our food bills are going to be up. I know there's a lot of estimations right now, but let's call it 10% right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a 10% hit that I can't spend elsewhere. And I, and I don't think the savings uh, you know, are enough in other areas to offset that. So yeah, I think it's going to be an economic drag on the overall economy, at least on the consumer spending side.
0: Mm, I'm sure it will be. Uh, but let's talk about uh, the positive if, impact, if there is any, on lower energy prices. We're seeing the prices at the pumps dropping.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, to be honest, I think I got that really right uh, beginning of the year when we still had a lot of people saying, hey, the, the savings in gasoline are going to funnel through to more consumer spending, and I said, wait a second, it's already spoken for in things like increased grocery costs. We're not going to save as much at the pump that we're going to spend extra at the grocery store, but then there's other things like mandatory uh, transfers to government. I mean, come on, municipal governments, it looks like like it's automatic to ask for more money every year through property price increases, but other fees and licensing, other tax increases. So, yeah, the money, uh, it's like that old thing. The money we're about to save in just like a couple of areas like energy, I'm telling you, has already been spent three times over.
0: Oh, yikes. So where does that leave the economy then?
1: Well, I, I think the problem is uh, there is a lot of challenges uh, for the economy because, you know, for seven to eight years, we, we kind of had a lot of problems hidden by the fact that we had these record high oil prices. It funneled through to much higher government revenues, even at the federal level, not, not quite as sensitive as Alberta and Saskatchewan, and Newfoundland, but still kind of like a little windfall. But we've now seen how important the resource industry is. I mean, the damage side, but on the plus side, yeah, it offered a ton of employment, not just directly but indirectly, you know, real estate prices or other consumer consumption. It could be engineers. It could be someone manufacturing pipes. Well, you know, that was seven or eight years we got to live on the gravy train. We're asked to restructure the economy in a very short period of time right now, and I think that's the monster challenge. And I'll throw one more quickly. I know you've got to go. Uh, you know what? We don't have provincial and municipal governments near, near sensitive enough to the challenge they face. So, hence, they're still throwing in more expensive regulatory burdens, more expensive tax mm-hmm. burdens, and you won't find a single economist who says that's the recipe for encouraging economic growth.
0: Ah, 2016 will be interesting. You'll find
1: politicians who say that, but they're wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Michael Campbell.
1: Appreciate it, Linda.